Hey everybody, welcome to the Golf Life Alberta podcast, season two, episode 17. I am your host, Leah Snethin, here with my co-host, Ryan O'Neill. How is it going, Neeler? I'm vacation hungover, Leah. I'm extremely tired over here. That'll happen. You were uh, in Victoria this weekend, right? Yeah, I was on Vancouver Island, did a little golfing, went with the fam, had a great time. It was amazing there. It is always a treat to go to Victoria. We try to go every year. Cody's birthday usually falls on August long weekend. So we always try to get out there for August long each year and it never disappoints. And that's the first time I've been back since I was like 10 years old. I think I mentioned it in the last podcast. Uh, the the O'Neills used to live out there for a couple of years and it's just got me wondering why the heck we uh, decided to come back <laughs> and and put our roots back in Edmonton. Yeah, I, I had to question that too when you told me that. I would never leave if I was there. And the golf, wow. Um, conditions were at a premium. It is so good out there. I mean, you've got to pretty much try to find a crappy golf course. There's really, there's so much variation between different types of courses because of the landscape and so many different views with the mountains and the ocean and oh it's just awesome so i can confidently say i played my favorite par three ever this weekend i believe i know what hole you are talking about and i need to know what yardage that hole played for you yeah, so I was playing with my dad and my uncle uh, from their tee box all weekend. So it was only about 105, 100 yards, maybe something like that. Um, so not overly long, but there's a lot of other stuff to get in the way to, to potentially distract uh, you from executing uh, the shot. Oh my goodness. Like, okay, let's let's tell the people what hole we're talking about. So I'm talking about hole 14 at Bear Mountains Mountain Course. Uh, the views are at a premium. Uh, if you're if you want to take a look, you can take a look at my Instagram Golf with RCO. I took a couple shots of it, uh, or you know what, just Google it on the internet. I mean, I don't have to self uh, promote myself too much on this podcast, but. Yeah, the the cities in the background, the ocean, and there was tankers on the water. Oh, it was just spectacular. Can I quiz you? Dry, well, I mean, you'd like to do that a lot on this podcast. <laughs> what mountain is in the background? Oh, as if I know. Uh, Mount Victoria. Mount Victoria. <laughs> Mount Baker, it's actually in the U.S., Oh, really? So that's what, like, that's got to be Washington then. Uh, yeah. Uh, Washington or Oregon. Now I do not know. Mount Baker. Now I got to Google it. Well, I mean, it sounds like we're both not crazy uh, ge- geography buffs. But anyways, um, yeah, best part three I've ever played. I don't know what your thoughts are on that proclamation. Best par three. I don't know if I would use that term. Um, did I say did I say best? I meant my favorite. Like uh, if I said best, I was wrong. But I'm saying my favorite. I don't know if that okay. changes okay. anything. Yeah, but... that changes things. Yeah, I would say most picturesque, one of the most fun. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a knee knocker because it's also so short, and you're like right on the ridge of this mountain, and there's nowhere to miss, and it's just a lot of fun. The pin we were playing was like a talked back right to. Oh God, um, that's a second yeah. pin. Yeah, it was. It was funny. I I hit one out to the left, and it kind of took a nice kick right, and ended up probably twelve feet, uh, which is, you know, not what I intended to do, but it made me look really uh, no uh, look like I knew what I was doing. There was actually a marshal sitting up on top of the hill watching us as we played it. And, both my dad hit almost the exact same shot. <laughs> and yeah, we put it uh, really close. Both both missed our birdie putts, but uh, yeah, it was a great hole. That's all right. Take your par and walk away. It's funny. We saw you actually post about that on Instagram. And the day that, so Tyler's only been to Victoria with us once. And the day that we played the mountain course, it was absolutely pissing rain by the time we got to that hole. So like we were rushing through it. 
we didn't get to enjoy any views. There was nothing great to Tyler about that hole. He really didn't know what he was missing. So when you posted that that was your favorite hole, he was kind of like, what's so good about it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess valid. Yeah. I mean, it's all about uh, the day that you played it too as well, but like even walking, you know, up to the green beforehand, like on the par five, it's just like, you're not expecting it. And it just hits you. And it's just like, Holy smokes. This is awesome. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I actually, I, one of the first times I played it, I wasn't sure how much to club up on that par five coming into the green. And I didn't want to be short because I was sick of hitting all my shots up that damn hill. And I believe I hit my approach shot onto a tee box onto that hole. So yeah, I got, I got a lot of that view. It was, it was nice. I recommend being long on, on 13. (laughs) So you can appreciate the view some more. Yeah. More than, more than just the once. Um, Yeah. And I, I mean, talking a lot about this one hole, I'd say the views were my favorite at Bear Mountain, uh, Cordova. The conditions were immaculate. Uh, the greens were next level. I, I haven't played on anything like that in a very long time. And then I'd say just overall, the most fun I had was that Olympic view. Uh, Olympic view was, was a great time. But um, maybe for those that are listening, I'd, I'd like to hear uh, your recommendations on where maybe I should go to next. Because if I'm, you know, smart, I should probably go back as soon as I can. Yeah, that would be very smart of you because... Like I said, we we try to head there every August long weekend, and unfortunately, that's a weekend that uh, we don't have Tyler with us, so he doesn't get to go on the trip very often. Um, but I'll throw in my recommendation, even though I was already razzing you about this. Uh, next time you go, you 100% have to play Highland Pacific. I know I think I know anyways why you like Olympic View so much, and I think it's because there's a lot of holes on there that you can you can kind of play around with you can it's risk reward and i know that or at least i assume that you like holes like that where you have different options and highland pacific has so many holes like that and it's so up and down and around corners and it's a great time i'd say you you nailed that on the head that's kind of what uh, why i did like olympic view a lot i was i think i almost hit every single club in the bag and to me that's a a good indicator of a good golf course or or a fun one at least um but hey enough about me you had a big weekend too yeah we had the season opening major at stewart creek it was amazing the weather could not have been better and it's so funny because i had people messaging me or emailing me a couple weeks prior saying oh no i'm not gonna come i've seen the forecast you know the 14 day forecast said that it was supposed to be like 15 millimeters of rain and four degrees or something. It ended up being clear and 22 each day. That's two years in a row. Uh, I mean, to my yeah. knowledge anyways, of it's spectacular weather. Yeah. Yeah. We always let go. And I tell people, stop looking at the forecast because you know what, especially in the mountains, it changes every day. And I just hold out for good weather. And especially at Stewart Creek, it usually happens. So Stuart Creek probably just presses a button for you under the till uh, at the pro shop. And, and hey, I will take it. Yeah, there, there. Yeah, they, everything looked amazing based on the videos and the pictures that I saw. And uh, good memories from that that tournament, and that golf course, and uh, yeah, everything looked awesome. It was a great weekend. I couldn't have asked for better weather, better service. And this year, they wanted us to add a food component so that we could have some room in the dining room because there was a small boardroom upstairs that we were starting to really outgrow. And especially when the weather is this nice, it gets really warm up there. Uh, and that meal was unbelievable. Oh my God, it was so good. Prime rib, mashed potatoes, veggies, salads, desserts. Oh, they hooked you up. Oh yeah, they did. It was really good. Second year in a row of good weather, but also the second year in a row with a hole-in-one? Yes. Isn't that amazing? So, I mean, I told him, and actually he was a Canmore local. Um, He only lived a couple minutes away from the golf course. And it was, I think he said it was his first tournament round ever. And for sure it was his first ace ever. So he's a, he was first time player. Obviously his name is Patrick Seymour. 
And yeah, congratulations. He aced the third hole, which is the first par three on the golf course. Lucky for him though. See, last year it was Karen Cost and she did it on the Sunday, which is when we have a shotgun. So everybody finishes at the same time. <laughs> she ended up buying a round for the whole tournament. I remember that. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so lucky Patrick, everyone just kind of dropped off their scorecard on Saturday because we didn't have the meal or anything, but everyone was just dropping off their scorecard and leaving. So he only had to buy drinks for his group, I think. So lucky him. (laughs) What a lucky first hole in one ever. Like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Um, Did you get a chance uh, this weekend to watch any professional golf? I was trying to watch the highlights or the replays or whenever I could. Uh, when we were back at the Airbnb to try and just stay up to date because the Memorial is a big one. Um, But I was also trying to keep tabs on uh, the LPGA because it was the U S open this week. And I didn't know this and I'm kind of disappointed in myself, but the McKenzie tour was actually playing golf on the Island. And I would have 100% gone if I was maybe a little more prepared for shame, for shame. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I don't know if we would have been actually been able to make it work with our schedule but um when we were at uh, Bear Mountain on a Sunday I saw a couple guys walk onto the range and they had names on their bags and I know the national training center or whatever it's called is 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 there um but there were a couple guys that had coaches with them and they had brought out the track man and the name on the bag made me think oh okay they, they've got to be a tour player and then sure enough I heard him over say um, a couple few things about the golf course and how the weekend went and I just did a quick google search and sure enough Mackenzie Tour uh, had the Bayview Place uh, DC Bank Open uh, at Uplands Golf Course um, Sam Fidone, Fidoni I don't know if I'm saying that one uh, was the winner there but I would have loved to have gone to see it and, and see another golf course in Victoria. Yeah. And I've heard that's a good one too. But uh, for the most part, yeah. I mean, didn't really watch a lot of golf. Um, I, <laughs> just too busy this summer. I was actually golfing and enjoying uh, the weather, I guess, rather than sitting and watching our TVs. It happens. And that's why we PVR golf all the time, because then throughout the week, we'll kind of put it on as we're going to bed and watch a little bit of it and at least get caught up a little we're kind of a week behind we know who wins but it's the only way that we actually watch golf in the summer so patrick cantley is a two-time winner now he shot a final round what was it eight under par uh to take home the trophy at jack's place uh like that's that's pretty legit yeah i i was looking at the leaderboard saturday night and i was like okay this is between adam scott and martin keimer that's pretty cool like couple names we haven't seen up at the top for a while and then all of a sudden nope Patrick Cantlay takes it away and I think I saw somewhere that Patrick Cantlay won some junior tournament or junior golfer of the year and he was presented the Jack Nicholas trophy I can't remember the exact story I'm obviously not doing a very good job here but uh, he got presented a trophy back in the day from Jack Nicholas again so this is the second time that he's received a trophy from Jack Nicholas, which in and itself is an amazing uh, honor. Yeah, that is super cool. And then of course the first or sorry, not first, the U S women's open is their second major of the year in the LPGA. Correct. You are correct. Yep. Uh, it was played at the country club of Charleston this week. And we'll get into a little bit of the, uh, well, not drama controversy of, a certain individual's comments leading up to the U.S. Women's Open, but Jianjun Lee Six uh, is a first-time winner and a first-time major, sorry, a first-time major champion on the LPGA Tour, taking home the championship on Sunday. And you texted me on Friday <laughs> night uh, telling me to look at the leaderboard, correct? Yes, my girl was T1 heading into the weekend. I was pretty jazzed about it. Um, and you know what? She, I don't think she played bad on the weekend either. That golf course was playing super tough. And I guess John Jun just kind of outlasted everyone else and uh, just weathered the storm, so to speak, because what she went was seven under or six under. 
Yeah, the score wasn't super low. And all I really saw, I took a quick look at Jessica Corda. She was two over on Sunday, and that was the only one that I knew. So, yeah, must have been playing really hard. Um, but I think, like, I watched the her uh, trophy presentation, and she was crying, and you could tell that she was pretty excited about everything. And um, she bowed a couple times, I'm assuming, to say thank you. And um, when her translator went to kind of, you know, obviously translate what she had said and the, her, the sentiments that she was feeling, the, the translator was even crying and saying how proud she was of her. So big uh-huh. win for the, yeah, it was, it was really heartwarming is the word I would use. Um, uh, so big win for her. And, and I mean, she just turned 23 years old. So what a great birthday present to yourself. Yeah, no kidding. Good for her. Congratulations. Um, European tour didn't have anything this weekend. No, and they don't have anything till the U.S. Open that that they recognize on their schedule, anyways. Oh wow! All right, well, um, Champions Tour, Principal Charity Classic. Kevin Sutherland uh, is the winner at Wakanda Golf Course. Hashtag Wakanda Forever for all you Marvel nerds like myself. Uh, he shot a course record sixty-two on Sunday to force a playoff and eventually win. So uh, that's pretty legit as well. Good on you, Kevin Sutherland. Nice job. And now this week is our open. And holy smokes, it's like, I think with the field, you could legit say like it's Canada's, it's Canada's major. Like the field that is, is uh, that Hamilton golf club is, is, um, uh, hosting this weekend oh my god dj rory jt i just saw jt enter like <laughs> it's gonna be awesome i am so excited that this is happening finally i i don't recall a field like this uh i guess ever since i've been interested in golf which was 2000 and i don't know six i believe is when i started watching golf and i was wondering what the new schedule would um do for the for the tournament because we know it used to be after the open and that would usually mean, you know, not your big names were going to participate because they don't want to fly over from the UK to, to this tournament. They'd rather take the week off. But then there's also that theory, like a lot of players want to maybe take the week off before a major. So I wasn't too sure what to think of, you know, what kind of players would actually commit to it. And we've hit the jackpot. Like, I mean, apart from Tiger Woods being there, I think we have an a plus field yeah i completely agree um so brooks dj rory jt bubba sergio zach henrik cooch and those are just kind of the big names outside of canada and then representing canada we also have Adam Hadwin, Mackenzie Hughes, Corey Connors, David Hearn, Nick Taylor, Ben Silverman, Roger Sloan, Adam Svensson, and Mike Weir. And then there was also a qualifier today to Monday qualify for the event. Um, last week, we were talking about the Mackenzie Tour. I mentioned James Allenby, who was T2 in last week's Mackenzie Tour event. He ended up being low qualifier in the Monday qualifier today, earning his uh, way into the tournament along with Thomas DeMarco, Etienne Bro. I'm I butcher French names. I'm sorry if I totally butchered that. And JC Deacon. So this is going to be a fun weekend. You got Etienne right. I had a uh, I had a teacher. His name was Etienne, and we loved him. So you got it right. I will give you points for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess the question is, uh, can, are we going to see a Canadian win it this week? That would be amazing. Do we know the last time a Canadian won the RBC Canadian Open? I have no idea. And it's funny, I, I kind of jinxed. Well, I didn't jinx. I, I said last year for the LPGA Canadian Women's Open that Brooks Henderson would probably put, a, put on a valiant effort. And I picked Lydia Cole last week to win that event. And sure enough, Brooks Henderson ended up winning you know, our national open as a Canadian. So I'm wondering if I had to just randomly pick someone to win and a, and a Canadian will take it this year as well. Well, Ryan, uh, the last time a Canadian won the Canadian Open after a quick Google search was 1954. Pat Fletcher, when it was at the Point Grey Golf and Country Club in Vancouver, which is where last week's Mackenzie Tour event was. 
So maybe that's looking up for our James Allenby just because yeah. it's in the tea leaves. I don't know. Uh, 65 years ago, though. Wow. That's a, that's a long time. Well, and this will kind of put it into perspective how long ago 1954 really was. 1955 winner of the RBC Canadian Open, Arnold Palmer. The king. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we're overdue here. Let's uh, let's cheer for the boys in red and white uh, this weekend. Yep. Absolutely. Let's go Canada. All right, Ryan. In the social media, it is time. We'll get to the controversy in a second, but before we do that, I need to talk about Phil's new video. Did you? It see was it? awesome. <laughs> I kid you not. This weekend at Stewart Creek. Um, I think there was three people who had two drivers in the bag. My husband was one of them, one for hitting cute cuts and one for hitting bombs. <laughs> the fact that he's had, <laughs> you're, hold on, you're, are you being serious or are you joking? No, I'm being serious. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> so here's the thing, when Code's driver is off, so there was the year that the Taylor that Taylor made made the slider. Yeah, um, they came out with a mini driver, which kind of looked like a three wood and played like a three wood, but went a little bit further. Um, so Cody actually has a twelve degree and fourteen degree mini driver. So when his actual driver is off, he puts the mini drivers in the bag, or driver. In this case, he actually had the 12 and 14 in the bag and decided on the morning of the tournament, he was going to see how he was hitting his regular driver. So he actually had his rogue and his mini driver, I think his 12 degree mini driver in the bag. So, yeah. <laughs> and did it go to plan? Was he getting butter cuts and, and bombs? Um, we won't talk about Cody's play this weekend. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I'll have to talk to you about it later because I know he won this. Uh, he won it last, last year. year. Yeah, he did. So if you guys haven't seen that, I think I retweeted it. I hope I retweeted it. Either way, it's on the Callaway Golf um, Twitter account for sure. I can't remember. I'm sure it's also on Phil's Twitter account. Uh, you guys have to go check it out. Okay, now let's talk about the controversy. Oh, the dick. <laughs> Uh, hey, yes, you went there. Okay. Um, yeah, so Hank Haney made some comments this past week about women's golf. Oh, uh, I, it's, I don't even know where to begin with it. It was just ugly all around. And I don't think Hank Haney is the most likable of guys to begin with. So it came off even worse because he said it. But I... I, I don't have word for word what he said. I, I'm sure we could find it, but it pretty much, it was sexist. It was racist. It was, it was just uh, distasteful. Yeah. It was not cool. I didn't really have a lot to say about it. I went to his Twitter account to see if he had anything to say about it. Saw the, the screenshotted, um, I guess I call it a scripted apology. I don't, I didn't find it sincere in any way. Um, as a female golfer, I'm not professional by any means, but um, as a female, I did not accept the attempt at the apology. I just, I didn't find it genuine in any way. And it was just him trying to cover his tracks. And I don't think anybody really bought it. So then, what's worse the attempted apology or then on Sunday trying to make it seem like what he said on his, on his radio serious radio show, make it seem like his, what he said was actually justified. Like what, what was worse in your opinion? Cause like, Oh, I, I kind of rattled actually talking about it. <laughs> okay. So I haven't looked at his Twitter account since. So are you telling me that he was trying to justify because someone with the last name of Lee won the women's open? Okay. So let's, let's start with the apology then. Okay. This, this morning I made comments about women's professional, professional golf and it's players that were insensitive and that I regret in an effort to make a point about the overwhelming success of Korean players on the tour. I'm uh, I offended people and I am sorry. I have the highest respect for the women who have worked so hard to reach the pinnacle of their sport, and I never meant to take away from their abilities and accomplishments. I've worked in this game with men and women player, uh, with men and women players from many different cultures, and I look forward to continuing to do so. So, my first takeaway from that 
fake apology is you actually expect to be working with more golfers in the future after saying what you said, uh, <laughs> you're donezo, buddy. Yeah, completely agree. Um, okay, so then June 2nd, which is the Sunday, and this was after uh, the, uh, the winner had been announced. My prediction that a Korean woman would be atop the leaderboard at the Women's U.S. Open was based on statistics and facts. Korean women are absolutely dominating the LPGA Tour. If you ask me again, my answer would be the same, but worded more carefully. Wow. Just wow is right. And then there's a couple more tweets. Uh, congratulations to Jean. Uh, and I apologize. I can't say her name. It's, it's tough for me to say. Jeonjin Lee Six on your great win at the U.S. Women's Open. I knew you'd win. Who's the great predictor now, Steve Johnson? I don't know who Steve Johnson is, but are you kidding me? Now you're taking credit for the win? Oh, my God. Uh, and then the, Yeah, and then the last thing he does is he quote tweets. I don't know who this is. Uh, it's a quote. Uh, the tweet says, Sirius XM golf free Hank, because they had suspended his uh, radio show, I think, until, well, we're recording on Monday. I think the initial suspension was until today. But then he quote tweets that and says, thanks for the support. Like the guy is clueless. He has no idea. Oh my God. Yeah. So uh, he sucks. And then uh, pretty much Tiger buried him on Saturday at Memorial or maybe it was Sunday. I'm not too sure. I think it was Saturday, but he buried him on Saturday saying that he got what he deserved because it's, <laughs> it's the kind of person he is like, yeah, sorry, pal, you're done. Yeah, I liked I I really liked Tiger's remarks about it. It was spot on for me. Anyways, and I and I think Tiger's usually pretty calculated, and um, yeah, I know obviously they had a previous relationship together, um, and I I don't know if Tiger's remarks were because of anything that happened because during their relationship, but it seemed it was you know it wasn't anything too rash what he said it was just the perfect amount of you know <laughs> uh it was the perfect amount of you know go suck it buddy and also uh you're yeah good luck trying to find a gig in golf anymore yeah tiger is is really good at making his point without um saying too much i guess so yeah i mean i don't know if you have anything else to say about this no, I, I don't think he should be talked about much uh anymore in general and moving on uh, he'll fade into the sunlight and i'm hoping sirius xm doesn't bring the show back like i mean i think nowadays unfortunately where we live in an era where it's all about the hot take who has the hot take and you know who can get the retweets and the likes on on twitter and maybe you know hank was trying to say something what he, which he thought was funny but it was, I think, just a great rep representation of the kind of guy he is. And he failed miserably. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, he sucks. I agree. He sucks. Moving on. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Next up, we have Chip Shots brought to you by Callaway Golf. All right, Ryan. Um, There's a couple big tournaments this weekend. I won't pretend that mine was nearly as big as this one, but we had the Golf Canada Future Links Western Canada Championship at Wolf Creek this weekend. 17-year-old uh, Annabelle Ackroyd from the Glencoe in Calgary ended up winning the girls' division with a 54-hole score of one over, which is amazing and that is from i was checking the scorecards like 5700 yards for the women which is a, especially with the juniors a, a decent distance and then with the boys side 17 year old tommy mckenzie of prittis greens uh in calgary won the boys division uh nail biter man coming down the stretch on that final nine holes uh he was not in the lead initially uh, but he did end up winning with a Three-round score of five over. And congratulations to Tommy and Annabelle. At Wolf Creek, no less. Like, good on you, young people. I think people they, for... the boys were playing the tips. Uh, their scorecard said almost 7,100 yards. Oh, my God. That's 
that's so impressive. Um, yeah, yeah, good on you. Like, good for the future of our game. Like, that's <laughs> that's too good. I can't even fathom that. Oh yeah, and Annabelle, man, I've been seeing her name for so many years. I mean, she's she's going to be, you know, the next LPGA. I'm going to call it now. I mean, obviously, let her go to college first and everything. But in five years, she is going to be on the LPGA. I'm going to hold you to that, but I'm not going to bet against you either. Um, I'll be cheering <laughs> for Annabelle. <laughs> for sure. Uh, and then we also obviously had the Alberta Golf Tour season opening major, as we talked about earlier in the podcast. Patrick Seymour got an ace on the third hole at Stewart Creek on day one. So huge congratulations, Patrick. And our flight winners um, in the champ flight, First-time player Adam Henning. Uh, So this is Stableford format. He was 34 points on day one, 37 points on day two. So he took the champ flight. Uh, Tyler Kidd. I mean, I'm trying to push this kid so that he isn't winning all the time. Um, We pushed him from the D flight up to the A flight, and we pushed him from kind of that – 5,600 yards at the end of last year to now 62, 6,300 yards this year. The kid went out and shot two over gross on Sunday. That's disgusting. I know. Um, But proud mama. Um, He ended up getting 40 points that day in Stableford. And I I still need to double check everything, but I'm fairly certain that we have never seen points that high in one day. Um, in this Stableford format, uh, as long as we've been doing it. So I think he may have set a record there. So, um, I mean, obviously we know Ty's really great, and I don't know if I want to play against him anymore. And I know you've uh, already locked down Cody as his potential caddy, should he go pro or whatever it is. And I'm assuming he'll be his manager or, or his agent or something. Can I at least get in an early resume for like, I don't know, his water boy or like his Instagram dude or something like, God. Well, correction. I get to be his caddy. Oh, I thought that was Cody. No, no. He actually changed his mind and has opted to have his mother as his caddy. So yay. Go me. Oh, That was, that was was Ty's decision. I like that. (laughs) It was, it was. So yeah, Tyler kid won the a flight, uh, 32 points on day one, 40 points on day two, uh, in the B flight, uh, familiar name on the AGT. He has never won a major ever. And he has been with us since the very beginning. So this is year seven. Uh, Tom Gramblicka, congratulations. 33 points day one, 30 points on day two. And in the C flight, we had uh, Jim Craig all the way from Texas. Um, he oh. actually, yeah, emailed me a few weeks back saying he was going to be in the area and place the Golf Channel stuff in the States and asked if it was okay that he had a USGA index instead of the Golf Canada index. And we kind of went back and forth and yeah came up and ended up winning a major in his first try. So congratulations to you, Jim. And then uh, defending champion in the D flight, Ayaz Kara, uh, with 35 points on day one, 30 points on day two to snake that one in the D flight for the second year in a row. Colin Brooks Kepka. Yes. (laughs) Back-to-back majors. Yeah, except we don't have – I feel like Ayaz has a a little bit more – personality than Brooks. Not that I'm I'm not calling Brooks boring. We've already discussed this, but mm-hmm. if you've ever had a conversation with Ayaz, you will a hundred percent understand what I mean. <laughs> I remember him being in the in the clubhouse after he won talking about the, the playoffs last year and uh yeah, seems like quite the guy. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Uh so yeah, congratulations everyone. And then this uh coming up week we have Pinoka on Saturday and then we're at the Red Deer Golf and Country Club uh, next Monday. And that was Chip Shots, brought to you by Callaway Golf. We're going to have a quick chat with Ryan Moore, who's the new head professional at Pinoka. Hey, everybody, we are here with Ryan Moore from the Pinoka Golf Club. Ryan, how are you today? Really good, thank you. How are you? I'm wonderful. So... 
for those who may not know, there's been some pretty big changes around the club, uh, staff-wise especially. So Rob McPherson was the GM and head pro there for the last 31 years, and he's moved on to Riverbend, and now you are the new head professional at the helm, Ryan. Yeah, it, um, he was there for 31 years and basically the only boss that I've ever had in my life. Um, <laughs> and I start, I was hanging around the golf course anyway. Um, I've been here for 16 years now. Wow. Um, yeah, so it, it's basically he's been like a second dad to me. I see him more than my parents usually. Um, <laughs> so it's been uh, it's a little different around the course this year. Um, but, uh, but it's all good. He's, uh, he's happy where he's at and he's trained me to kind of take over the Pinocchio golf club and everything's smooth sailing. So everyone's happy. Yeah, for sure. And you guys were obviously a team for quite some time. So you've been there 16 years, man. So you were what? Like, I was pretty much, I was picking the range when I was probably 12 years old. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. I was I was playing golf all day anyway, so might as Rob, well get a job uh, there, right? Buy me lunch a couple of days to pick the range, and that's when I started working. Perfect. So yeah. now people really seem to love the course. I know um, before I moved to Central Alberta myself, I didn't know much about the Pinocchio Golf Club, but I kept getting told when I started running the Alberta Golf Tour that we had to make a stop there. And so it's a bit of a hidden gem that maybe not everybody knows about. So maybe you can tell us a little bit why people seem to love Pinocchio so much. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like the people even from Red Deer Black Falls area that don't even know about the golf course, they always ask if we're Wolf Creek and they don't even know there's one right in the town. Yep. Um, which is crazy because that's only half hour away, but no, um, it's a very good community course, um, and it's challenging as well. Like, we hosted the Alberta Amateur two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, we hosted the Mid-Am before that. So it, it's very fair to your average golfer, um, but it's also very challenging for um, golfers with a lot of skill. Um, the, what makes us tough for the good golfers is the greens. The greens are really hard. Yep. Um, just to get good reads on them, and they're they're tricky, but uh, uh, it's very affordable too. I know with the economy now, it, everyone's looking uh, for the most bang for their buck. But uh, we uh, we have a great golf course for a good price, and that's what people seem to love. Yeah, absolutely, and I can see that even on my Alberta Golf Tour schedule. Um, we've been talking back and forth because we are there this weekend on Saturday, and it is by far. Uh, the most popular tournament so far on my schedule, we are close to capacity, which we also with the economy haven't seen in a couple of years either. So uh, that's, that's awesome. Best bang for your buck for sure. Um, Do you have any signature holes for the players who may be coming out this weekend to play? You know, what, what holes should they be keeping an eye out on? Yeah. Well, there's the hardest hole on the scorecard says it's number six. Um, Definitely, uh, definitely a tough one. Um, there's not really a signature hole, but we kind of have our own amen corner. Um, okay. 11, 11, 12, 13 from the back tees is, uh, if you're not hitting it good off the tee, then you can make some numbers there. But other than that, it, it's, if you put the ball in play off the tee, you'll, uh, you can score well, but there is some tricky tee shots out there. All right. That's good to know. So amen corner 11, 12 and 13, and then uh, toughest hole number six. Now, has there been uh, any course changes, course improvements uh, over the last few years? Um, over the last few years, our last big change was done to uh, what hole, number 10, the par five. Um, they made it it made it more playable for the average golfer and a little bit more challenging for the better golfer. Um, they added some bunkers and put them in good places. And, uh, before there was a big water hazard that went across the whole fairway. Um, so it, it, it penalized the the wrong people. And so we changed that up to make it more fair, but made, made it harder for the better golfer. Awesome. Um, other than that, uh, just, just some little things, not, 
nothing major around the course, which uh, no one likes to be under construction all the time. So yeah. we're happy with what we got. For sure. Now you guys have a practice area over there as well. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, the driving range probably can fit up to close to, I would say, 30 people at the driving range um, with a, a practice green, chipping green, and a sand area. Um, we also have a hole 19 that we use for members and guests if they want to practice their short game. Um, and that's there just in case we have a hole under construction. But uh, for the most part, we, we just let people practice uh, their short game. And it's about 119 yards and it's got bunkers and uh, a green that could be in play any day. So we keep that up to, up to speed as well. Yeah, and we've had to use that 19th hole several times for playoffs. Yeah, and, yeah. Man, it is fun to watch all of our playoffs on that hole. It's a shorter par three, like you said, bunkers on both sides all around. Uh, so it makes for an exciting finish in a playoff for sure. Yeah, definitely. And the green, uh, it has if the pin's in the middle, it's got a little backdrop, so you can you can hit some pretty close shots there. Yeah. And of course, right in front of the clubhouse. So I know we've had people kind of gathering up on the balcony and also just down around the hole. So the location itself is also amazing for the playoff situation. Absolutely. Um, that's one thing I didn't touch on either about our, about the course is uh, the patio at the golf course is unbelievable. It looks over the river Valley and uh, um, the, the restaurant side at the golf course is it's really stepped up their game in the last couple of years. And uh it's a big attraction as well, not just for the golfer, but for the community. Is it's, uh, it's a big plus to have. Yeah, and I have to say, I can't even remember what it was that I ate there a couple of years ago. I just remember the food being amazing. Usually, yeah. I don't uh, block out enough time for me to actually eat on tournament days, but I did that <laughs> day because of the weather we had. <laughs> Yeah, time. That doesn't happen this year. And oh my goodness, you guys are in for a treat. So yeah. all the players this weekend get a $10 food and beverage voucher. So highly recommend that you use that after the round in the clubhouse. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say about Pinoca Golf Club, Ryan? The, well, just the, the grounds crew is doing a, a outstanding job with what they're dealt with over the winter. And that was Probably everyone knows in Alberta, we, we don't have ideal weather conditions. So um, come give us a try. The course is shaping up nicely, and, uh, and that's about all I got. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time, and we will see you this weekend. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Alrighty, Take care, Ryan. You bet. All right, Ryan. We have our favorite rules segment coming up. So... I always want to try, uh, especially now that the tournament season has started for me, to try and use a rules example that may have happened in the tournament um, or tournaments that happened throughout the past week as my example, because obviously if they come up in my tournaments, they'll probably come up in other places. Okay, so something happened over the weekend. Yeah, minor. Um, it ended up not making a huge difference, but the way that we play uh, the Stewart Creek one is a 80% net Stableford format. So you're still flighted. I mean, at the end of the day, because it's 80% net, you really don't need to. So if you look at the overall uh, results online on blue golf, you'll see that it's quite the mixture between a flight, B flight, champ flight, um, everyone with their points because it's essentially been evened out by everybody's handicaps, right? Mm -hmm. um, but that being said, uh, there are strokes to be given. So there's dots on everyone's scorecard. But of course, in tournament golf, you switch your own scorecard with somebody else. So if you're not paying attention or you didn't maybe mark down on the scorecard that you have, what holes you get strokes on, then you don't necessarily know. So question Ryan oh boy what happens if you pick up your putt before it's hold in a tournament in specifically a stableford style like the one we just had uh it doesn't need to be specifically um 
it could happen anytime because realistically, especially on the AGT, we get a lot of first time tournament players who aren't used to holding out a one foot putt or a one inch putt and they just pick it up. So what do you do? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know the answer. Um, so I'm going to give you my best guess and uh, hope that it's at least a little bit right and I don't embarrass myself too much. <laughs> I'm going to say one stroke penalty, put it to a spot where it was closest to or you can agree with your playing partners and finish out. Very good for not knowing. Good job. That's 100% correct. So in this instance, because it was stableford, he didn't need to finish out. It just meant that he got zero points. But yes, under regular circumstances, regular stroke play, uh, you do need to replace the ball uh, where it was or reasonably close to where it was and then put it in the hole and take a one-stroke penalty for picking it up and then whatever your score was. So yeah, rule 9.4B. I think I'm getting better at this quiz scenario because you keep on quizzing me podcast to podcast. Yeah. Um, so it's working for me and I, I'm hoping maybe it's working for the other players out there that uh, are maybe not as aware like myself about the rules. So just for future reference, should I play in this tournament again? If I'm playing hole 16 at Stewart Creek and I've hit three into the bush and I'm probably looking at an eight on the hole, do I have to finish the hole technically? technically you don't need to finish the hole Hmm, good to know i can save my energy then yeah yeah no we had actually it was tough because the first tee we i mean we play the forest fescue lateral however on the first tee your point of entry is pretty much the tee box anyways (sighs) ah i had a couple guys who were had those first tee nerves oh my god those poor guys could not get off the tee Oh, I felt so bad. They were hitting five from the tee, but they ended up finding one of their first two shots down below, which was nice. And actually, I have a funny story, uh, and he'll listen to this because I'm pretty sure that he listens to the podcast all the time. Your good friend, Evan Raw. E Raw. <laughs> okay, so he's teeing off on the first day, and you know how we have our little pop up banners by the tee boxes? Yeah. So he was in the champ flight, and he's like, Leah, you got to take these banners down. They're distracting. I was like, nope, they've been up for everyone. They stay up for everyone. That's just how it goes. He's like, no, oh no, no. So he's so Ev. focused on the, I mean, you know, Ev, like that's such an Evan comment to make. Was he wearing all gray? No, that day he was wearing original penguin. It was like a maroon color. Oh, he stepped up his game for the season opening major. I'm proud of the guy. I know. Uh, and with beige pants. I know. I was like, where's the black and gray? What the heck is going on? Anyway, so he goes to tee off. I'm sorry, Ev, but this is too funny not to tell. (laughs) He cold tops it into one of my banners. It, it, thank God, didn't go through the banner, but it bounced off the banner and is teed up really nicely on the gold tee, two boxes ahead, up top. It saved him from going into the hazard. (laughs) What are you talking about, Evan? You do not get to hit again for free, and you're welcome for getting your ball to continue being in play, and you're not hitting three off the tee. You're just hitting two off the gold. (laughs) Wow. It was so good. He was so focused on those banners, and that's exactly where he hit the ball. Uh, I, I, I'm hoping he at least recovered a little bit and finished out the first hole with a little. He made bit a of bogey. Dignity. He got a point. He got a point that's, on the hole. That's that's almost like a par if you think about it. So yeah. <laughs> you got to take that. Exactly. So good. It was so funny. What else do we have today, Ryan? Do you have? I said I was going to post my mountain, my Copper Point and BC articles, and I never actually ended up posting them. They're done. They're on my phone. It's just a matter of me copying and pasting and posting. Um, do you have any articles for us this week? No articles. I have a. I have an idea. I'm. I'm maybe just going to follow up whenever we post the pod. Uh, on a couple things that we've talked about so far, and seeing get, maybe engage the. Uh, Alberta or uh, Golf Life Alberta community here a little bit, but I have a couple ideas also for some uh, some good articles. But also, uh, we're in June here, and shockingly, as uh, as summer has only just 
seems like it just started. Uh, we're we're going to be looking at the longest day uh, here pretty soon, uh, June 21st, 22nd, whenever the summer solstice is. And then the days already start getting shorter. So uh, I would like to set something up, and this can be for more of, uh, for anyone that wants to play, set something up that we can to try and get in as many holes of golf as possible. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, probably do some videos and, and do some, just meet kind of everyone maybe, uh, out on the golf course and get some golf in. I don't know if you're around that weekend. Uh, yeah, I think there's an AGT event that weekend maybe. There is on the Saturday on the 22nd, but I'm actually going to be in Miami that week. So oh, um, fancy. Yeah. I cannot participate unfortunately. Okay. Well, I think if it's, if it's, you know, I might do an article about it or recapping the experience or might some videos or whatever it is, but that's, I'd like to get out and actually start golfing here in Alberta a little bit. I've been on vacation, it seems, done some golfing while in the mountains. Um, I've been to Victoria, obviously, last week, and I'm going to Kelowna this weekend, but I feel like I need to sort of chill out a little bit and do some golfing close to home. So I'm trying to set something up for the longest day uh, of the summer. Well, actually, you should um, see if there's any courses participating because I know the boys out at Copper Point sorry, I'm just super familiar with them. Um, and I enjoy plugging the course cause I love it so much. They actually on the Ridge course. So their executive, um, par 64, I believe it is. They do a longest day of golf raising money for ALS. Oh, so yeah, they in the past have completed, I believe in the 250 hole range. Wow. Yeah pretty insane they just kind of play they they let everyone who's on who's got a tea time on the golf course let them know what's happening and they all get their own cart and yeah they just kind of play through everybody and play super quick and just give her from the, the second they can sort of see the golf ball in the morning until they absolutely can't at night it is amazing and I'm pretty sure and I'm not sure if it's for the same charity, but I'm pretty sure that there are a few golf courses in Alberta where some of the pros do the same thing. So maybe we can get hooked up with a course that does something for that. I played 54 holes this past weekend and I am so sore. I can't even imagine playing 250. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to play a lot of golf <laughs> that weekend, but I'm not shooting for 250 holes, but congrats to those guys, especially for a good cause. That's, that's great to hear. Yeah. I donate to them every year cause it's just unreal what they do. So yes, uh, I guess get, get that up on the website and we'll, or even just the social media. And if you guys want to play some golf with Ryan on one of the longest days of the year, definitely do that. I will be, in an airplane myself and then madly tournament prepping for two tournaments when I get home and I will not have time, unfortunately. Well, I guess Miami is a nice consolation. Yeah. I'm in meetings from like dawn until dusk. So it's not that great, <laughs> but I get a free <laughs> trip to Miami. So why not? You'll take that for sure. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Well, I think that's it for this week. Uh, enjoy uh, watching the RBC Canadian Open and if you are playing in Pinoca or at Red Deer on Monday next week best of luck to you and looking forward to seeing you meeting you cheering you on and of course check us out at Facebook Twitter and Instagram at Golf Life AB and the website at golflifeab.com we will see you guys next week <laughs>